Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we talked and debated about the idea of running a webinar for B2B specifically. So something you see all the time, you used to see, I think a lot more uh, was people putting together a webinar, a webinar funnel. And so we, we talk about, is that still a good idea? And if you're in the B2B space uh, and you're looking to put on webinars, what's the right way to go about it? So I think we, we gave a lot of good insights and, and good tips and strategies that we implement for ourselves as well as for our, our clients. Um, so as always, if you enjoy the episode, uh, give us a like, subscribe, uh, share it with a friend, uh, but enjoy. All right. So Taylor, today's topic is webinar marketing for B2B marketers. I think webinar is a very interesting topic. Some people love it. Some mm-hmm. people hate it. Some people think it's boring. Mm-hmm. I think I want to dive a little deeper and talk about, you know, I guess the good, bad, maybe even the ugly if we can, uh, in this episode, what do you think? Sounds good to me. So I guess I would love to hear your thoughts. I mean, we talked to a lot of marketers, we've created a lot of content and, uh, when it comes to webinar, there's always either, yeah, let's do it. Or some hesitancy. I don't want to do it. What do you think that is? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is, I mean, to put it bluntly, I think people are lazy, right? So I think a webinar to do it properly is a lot of work and it is. someone has to you know, a lot of times be on camera and then yeah. have put together some sort of a presentation and offer something of value. And I think there's a concern that a little bit, some people are, you know, you have the fear of what if I do all this and nobody shows up? That is a big um, one. And I think those are, I guess, the personal probably reasons why people would say no to a webinar. And then I think the other reason is from a marketing standpoint, it can seem as if, uh, we'll get into this in a second, but it can seem that it's outdated way to right. go about it or that it's, you know, cheap or hacky kind of uh, way to get leads or it's, you know, something that you would have done maybe five years ago. So I think I would say those are the, the two primary reasons that I would see pushback from somebody on why you wouldn't do a marketing. Anything else you would you'd want to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think most people underestimate, you know, the, the other side, right? If you are spending one-to-one sales calls, and you can only do eight a day, hypothetically, every hour you have a call, which is an amazing thing for a sales rep. Be pretty big day, yeah. yeah. And if you get 40 people to show up in one hour, what's more efficient? Right. That's how I look at it. I'm yeah. like, if you can get that many people to hear about your brand, see what you do, see success stories, can it help me? Can it not? Right. And under maybe 30, 40 minutes and have them answer my questions real time. I can go to my next thing on my to-do list and decide, oh, do I do this? Do I not? Yeah. I think it helps me be a qualified prospect in your pipeline. <clears throat> and I'll find out if this is a good product or solutions for me. And I just can't get that out of my head. Like, why wouldn't people do more of it? Yeah. Right? So you're you're a fan, you're a proponent of I, webinars for B2B marketing. I I couldn't think of a better, more efficient way to run even a recurring webinar, if I'm in. Right? So, so what's the right way to go about it then, right? Because we talk about people's hesitation. So I guess let's first start with that, the idea that maybe it's an outdated Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we should get that out of the, yeah, I do. I do think so. Like five years ago, you're right. Like Adobe and big, com- big companies. That was the webinar. playbook. Everybody, yeah. you run ads, you send right. out emails, right. you send it to a landing page. Here's the five things that every whatever Marketer needs to do. know. 
and then you fill it out, fill out the form. And then the webinar is a week later and then you have to block up your calendar. It's during lunch, <laughs> whatever it is, you're yeah. eating your lunch, you're watching and you're kind of paying attention. You're not paying attention and it's an hour long. And right. at the end of the day, you're it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So, and I think most, most people created overly educational content right? And it's almost like so watered down. And you, you know, you could read that in a blog in five minutes, why would you spend so many hours? Um, but I think if you think of webinars more of a bottom of funnel and say, hey, we're having a webinar and this is what we're going to talk about. And this is what you're going to take away from it. You almost have to treat it like it's going to be a group sales call, mm-hmm. right? And what do you that- think that that is going to be different depending on what type of product or service you're I would, selling? I would think so. This has to be for the, the B2B, the long sales cycle, complex sales. The thing that you really want to make sure the people that are booking your calls are the ones that are qualified who already understands your differentiation. Right? They're actually being sold on the webinar by being there. They've already taken action. Your marketing content, they've taken action. They've showed up. They've put it on their calendar. And now they're consuming your content. Actually, they're in sales. They're actually in buying decision mode, in my opinion, right? And these are not interns who are just looking to learn five ways to create better social content. This would be like, hey, how do you get to XYZ and whatever it is that, that the result that your company brings and go at it? And that doesn't make it boring because it's actually more exciting to do that. And there's how many other people there that you can attract that are also in the same problem, right? Also mm. using, you know, some other solution, maybe yeah. not, not yours, to f- find a means to an end and they're considering your product. Yeah. I don't know what better. Now, webinar technologies have changed and I think a lot of hackers have created automation and fake webinars that run 24 hours a day. And then maybe on the consumer side of things, you can fly with that, but B2B marketers know what's recorded from live. They know what platforms you can't, you know, if you're using Zoom or anything like that, you have to do it live, right? There's no automated webinar. I think that has brought a, a, you know, this level of, this is is even real. Like people would ask, like, is this live or is it just a Mm -hmm. recording? And why do you think, why do you think that matters so much to people? I think it's because they don't want to be in, in some trap of this robot, you know, webinar they would rather have a, almost like a live conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like the person would stop and answer a question. Okay. I just feel that would be, it's like, you know, <laughs> you want to have that fooled. interaction. Yeah. Exactly. You want to have that. It's on your calendar. They want to get your answers. And also it is a great way to get a much more booked, qualified call rather than after the, after the webinar. Say, look, did you learn anything? Is this stuff seems good to you? Can you use any of that in, you know, for your business? I think that's a much better conversation than say, hey, do you guys know, you know, they don't know what you do. Can you tell me more about your company? Like, yeah. you're, where are you going to start from, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think there's two things that would have to happen where you'd have to shift if you're looking to overcome the idea that this is an old, outdated tactic. Right. One is that it is, if your intent behind it is the same as it was five years ago, right? Because the idea five years ago, I mean, I see a lot of people still doing this today. So I want to say that five years ago, but the, this was the playbook was run, like I said, run an ad with a very catchy title. Like you said, you know, five things every marketer must know before running or losing money, whatever. Yes. So the emphasis was on the title and the landing page and you had to have a nice little video or something on the landing page to get people excited. And the goal was to get that email address, right? Right. 
it didn't really matter how many people showed up to the webinar. And that's where those webinars were boring. Let's be honest, right? Is because all the work went into getting people to sign up because our goal was those email addresses. If you remove that and your thought process is what you're talking about is my goal is to educate or, you know, have a sales pitch. However, you, I think you said, Hey, it needs to be more bottom of the funnel. I think you can do this at multiple stages. And I think you could say, Hey, my goal with this, this webinar is to educate people on this pain point or this problem that obviously we help with as a a company, right? The next webinar could be something different. Or like you said, it could be a live demo of a software or anything that could be more bottom of the funnel. But if your goal is to focus on the quality of that content and that event, right? If I would almost look at it as if you were hired to be a keynote speaker at a, you know, whatever industry conference, right? A marketing conference in, in our case, your goal wouldn't be, hey, can I get all the email addresses of the people who signed up for this conference? Your goal would be, I really got to make this presentation good right. because everyone's going to be there to watch me. And I don't want to look like a fool, right? So that's what you have to focus on sure. is you're doing the same thing. You have the attention of all these people that, like you said, if the messaging is set up properly, then they're interested in whatever that topic is. Yeah. So if you have a catchy, clickbaity title that you're tricking people to show up, then the quality of that content is not going to be so good. If you're very clear with what you're going to, the agenda is what you're going to do, then the people that are there are going to be more qualified. And then the end result is where you should ask for whatever your ask is. If it's to make a purchase, like I said, if it's a demo, great. Most B2B is going to be, you still need to talk to a sales rep. So the next thing is, Hey, here's what we do. Here's how we help. So the next step, if you're interested is to book a meeting. If it's not, I'll send you a recording of this. You can learn, you can share it with your teammates, whatever. But no harm, no foul. That way, like you said, you're already qualifying all of these prospects and they didn't have to book a, a time with you first to learn about what you guys had to offer. So to me, it's just taking that shift away from the landing page lead gen to right. focusing on the actual quality of the content. You may even not collect people's email addresses. I mean, that's a different conversation, I think, but you could give that away for free. You could, I think once you have that recording, like you said, if the goal is to get people there live, then this recording of it, maybe just put that on your website, put that right. on YouTube, let people watch that whenever, because it's the same content and they know that it's not live. So there's no reason for them to get their email address. They can just right. watch it whenever they want. So, and they might come to your next webinar. I agree. And I think one of the things our B2B marketers do wrong for a webinar is they ask too many pieces of information. They want to know your title, the size of the company. Right. What does that have to do with what me? What does that learning? have to do with me having to do anything with it? Yeah. So I say you got to go first name, last name, email, just so you have a registration registrant and that's it, right? It's I, And I'm, I'm almost like you said, it's I want you to be there live because you are going to have your best attention when I am asking questions and you're putting it in the chat and you're engaging with the content. Yeah. But after hours, if you send the recording, you don't know if they consumed it. You have no idea if anything came out of it. Right. Um, you can only know the people that were there. In fact, if you use any of these tools, they'll tell you when they dropped off. They'll right. tell you all kinds of information that you want to know about your prospects. So you want to know who was engaged? They'll tell you it's sorted by the yeah. person and who by was the there way, early. You can ask those questions in the presentation, yes, right? Because you could exactly. say, Hey, I want to, let's say for example, the job title, right? Sure. You want to ask that in the form or you get bring people in, they Run log into your zoom, whatever you have a poll. Say, like, Hey, I want to make this conversation as 
you know, tailored to the people that are here that showed up today. So I just right. want to understand everyone's job title. So here's three options. Yep. Are you a CEO? Are you a CFO? Right. Are you a marketer? Are you a mid-level? You can ask those questions depending on what your product is or service is. In that, in an engaging style, it doesn't seem so intrusive of like, you know, like you said, I'm filling out a form. Why does it matter what my revenue fields. is? Right. right. But if you're asking like, hey, I'm about, I'm about to change my presentation based on the response of this poll. That's then people are, you know, they feel like like I'm going to give you that information. And, and, and I think that that form itself, it's deterring people to want to be in your webinar, even if you have a really catchy title, because I've been there when I put something wrong, it's like, no, 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 you got to pick your country. (laughs) And and isn't that, yeah, that, that that split second where someone goes to the form and then it's like, I'm not going to, because they know, just like we were talking about that outdated playbook of I sign up, I'm going to get a million right. emails, whether I show up to the webinar or not, I'm going to get a sales rep that's going to call me. It's going right. to be a lower level SDR who doesn't even know about the product or service. It can't answer my questions. So it's going to be right. a complete waste of time. So they're already like in their mind, whether consciously or subconsciously, there's going to be a number of people that drop off that don't do that. Right. But like I said, if you look at it as that's not how a, right. a conference works, right. It's like, if you show up to the keynote, there's not a, you know, a bouncer at the door with a red right. tape. That's like, uh, hey, answer these questions and do these uh, cartwheel before you can come in here. Like th- th- there's no, you get right. as many people, everyone at the conference goes to the keynote. Right. And also if you think about it, there's still a huge drop off from the people that register to the ones that show up. So the harder you make it, it is going to be a terrible outcome because yeah. you would have had a hundred people register, 50 show up. If you made it easy, maybe 200 would have registered yeah. and hundred would have showed up. Right. So yeah. I think there's a lot of good if you could think about how to make this as part of a a strategy. What I don't want people to do is, okay, we're going to run a webinar. It's going to be March 15th. And then the next one is in, you know, October. Yeah. I don't think that would work. So, so that's the piece I was, I'm glad you brought that up because as we're talking, I almost had kind of an epiphany of, you know, maybe webinar is even the wrong word for it sure. because we think of webinar as that, like you it's said, we do it once a quarter. It's right. all this huge production to put it through. If we want it to be more interactive, I've seen a trend of people doing uh, basically live, you know, you go like you go live on Facebook right. or, uh, you know, you can do it YouTube. on YouTube. You, I don't know if you can do it on LinkedIn, actually, but the same idea, yes, right, is that, hey, we're going to sit down and have this conversation like we're doing right now, maybe a little bit more prepared. You can do that every day. You can do that once a week. You know, you set that as like, Hey, every Wednesday at this time, we're going to cover these topics and use that as again, educating at mass to your your customers. And isn't that what you're trying to do as marketers? So if you look at it as a lead generation tool, it's just with anything in marketing It's like how you approach it based on what your customers are expecting. If you're just trying to get their email address and you're trying to trick them, then they're going to see right through that. And you're going to get the people that don't, and fill it out, you're going to be like, oh, these are bad quality leads. So, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or webinars don't work. Well, it's because you trick the people who, you know, are bad quality leads. I, like, I, I agree. And there's two pieces that I wanted to share um, that I know we bring home here in this podcast, right? So we talk about demand generation, demand generation. You got to create the demand and you have to create demand for your webinar or no one's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So you almost have a real amazing piece of, you know, valuable offer that you can get someone's attention to show up that are looking for it. We spend so much time and energy trying to get someone to download an ebook. 
But I think a live webinar with like someone who has substance, years of experience solving this problem, it could even be the CEO or the marketing person or whoever is in charge of this company, right? Like give amazing, that time could scale is what I'm saying. It could be Gary V giving a, a webinar because it only takes one hour of his time and right. we're not asking him to do 50 sales calls, right? So that gets people in the door, yep. if you ask me. Then secondly, the other part is the capturing of the demand that happens during, if mm-hmm. you ask me. So <laughs> I can't find something that you could literally have a system that repeats, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly, depending on how many leads you generate in your pipeline, you know, how fast you're trying to move your sales numbers. You can get aggressive or you yeah. can say, look, every other week we have this. We'd like all of our leads to go through this before you book a call. Then you have much better efficient sales calls, in my opinion. And also you will have something, an evergreen content kind of thing that you're marketing to. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, Maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the piece, like you mentioned, the scale and the fact that it's evergreen, not just like the process is scalable and that is evergreen. Then you're now taking all of those pieces of content that if you are, if this is high enough quality, like we said, is what you should focus on. Turn that into that's your YouTube channel. That's that's podcast. That's you know blog posts, social media. I mean, that is your content generation machine. Which, if you listen to this podcast, that's what we advocate. You know, as marketing departments should become basically a media center for your industry, right, and for your customers. And what better way than to prepare? You know, three days a week to go out. You know, one day a week or whatever it is, and preach to, like you said, 50, 60 people at a time, or I right. you know if you get a bigger audience, I mean, it could be thousands rather than let me try to hide the information and trick people to come to my website. And then if they fill out a form, then I can only talk to, like you said, one person every 25 minutes or every hour. Right. So I can talk to eight to 15 people a day and, you know, hopefully somebody wants to buy. Right. And you're saying the same thing over and over, by the way. <laughs> that's that's the other part. But again, assuming, like you said, the salespeople are used to doing that. If you switch to a different model, right. the salespeople are literally enrolling customers to your business as opposed to going through the whole process of, oh, here's what we do. Right. Do you have any need for this thing? And then creating some massive proposal and then waiting six months. It's a very long process, right? It depends. Again, every person who's listening here, maybe you have a short sales cycle. Maybe some of you are long. Maybe you have e-commerce. I don't know. But long story short, if you have one of those 
you know, challenges where you have unqualified prospect, wasting your salespeople's time. We just don't have enough quality leads coming in. This could be a way to eliminate a lot of wasted time. Yep. Right. Yeah. And wasted ad spend. And, and like you said, I mean, it's what better opportunity to take your subject matter expert and put them in front of 10, 20, 50 people, however right. many, whatever, you, right. whatever you can get to this webinar at whatever time. Because if you're a traditional B2B, right, how often, if you're selling a software, like how often do you get to talk to the VP or an engineer, senior engineer that actually helped develop the software, whatever, like if you're, if I'm reaching out to, you know, a company, HubSpot or whoever it is right. that sells the software, that's not who's going to call me back, right? It's going to be right. a lower level SDR or somebody who started three weeks ago. Like it's not somebody who helped develop the software or is a thought leader in marketing and marketing automation, right? So it's just a completely different process. And like you said, a way to scale your best ideas and best thoughts across you know a huge audience. Yeah. And if executed properly, you will have, I would say the things that you're looking to move the needle on is qualified, you know, not MQL, SQL. I mean, you know this, Taylor. Mm-hmm. You, you, put, you put this together. SQLs. Well, what's your sale? What's your close rate, right? How long does this deal take? Well, where are the objections? And get all those out right up front. Hey, we're a fit if you have these problems. We're not a fit if you have if you don't have this system, we can't help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't have a CNC machine that has isn't been made this year to this year, we don't have a, a software for you, mm-hmm. if, if you know what I mean. So given that information up front, you're saving hours and hours of time on the back end of salespeople trying to figure out, can we make this work? Can you not? Now, let's just say that maybe that's too bottom of funnel. What if you were to paint a picture of what your company can do? Yep. Because a lot of companies that listen to us maybe says, look, everything I do is custom. I only need five clients a year. Fantastic. But what if you can say, this is the transformation that we bring to organization, just share success story after success stories. Right. Will that help? I think so. And it doesn't even have to be like solely focused on you as a company. Like, here's what we do. It's like, here's what successful companies like you do, right? Because you're showing, like you said, a case study is a great way to show an example of a company. Like if we're using our example, like marketing, right? We, We only need to sit there and talk about you know, here's how we help you optimize your website. And here's how we run email campaigns. What would be more impactful is if we're talking to an audience that is a manufacturing company and we said, Hey, here's how this manufacturing company scaled from 10 million to 15 million solely relying on inbound marketing. And here's the strategies that they put into place. Right. And it was content marketing. It was this, this, and this. And yes, of course, we were the ones that helped them do that. That's, Right. Kind of obvious, and I think you can get into that by when explaining but the end, it. That's that's. The, but what you're showing them is how a company like them was successful and the exact steps to take it. And the idea is obviously they're going to say, "Well, can you help me do that too?" Absolutely, and I think third-party stories are the best, the best, best content you could ever share. So I want to put it in practical terms because okay. it is a wild idea, and Solomon's got a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. We're, we come up with ideas every other hour here. How does this work for a company that's listening to us and say, hey, look, how do I make this a thing? Because it, it is going to take time. You're going to have to do some prepping. You're going to have to do some marketing. But I think the outcome is going to outweigh any, any, any sort of amount of time that you put in. So first, I would say, look, how much is a customer worth to you, right? How much is, is one hour your sales rep mm-hmm. worth? Can we save that, you know, by so many times? And you can say, look, it's worth 
investing $5,000 a month of time to make this webinar happen or $5,000 of ad spend to push audience to this. I can give some practical tips and maybe you can add some to that. First and foremost, like you said, takes preparation. What is it that you can change? You know, what is the result that your solution can bring and speak to that? And that's the whole, I would say this, this whole clickbaity title is the result, right? It's the end, it's the outcome. So if you, you and I say the result is revenue. Okay, well then here's how we're going to help you double your revenue Mm -hmm. or whatever that might be. And then I would work on the content from, like you said, third-party stories, maybe a little bit about your company and how you've been why you do what you do mm. all that good stuff. And then comes to kind of marketing, you know, marketing the the thing. Cause I think that's where a lot of people say, look, webinars don't work for me because I couldn't get anybody to show up. Or why would we waste all this time for one person? Yep. Or what if that one person doesn't show up? You want to speak to that? Yeah. I, mean, I have I, some ideas of my own. I like, mean, go def- for it. definitely you're going to have to put something into promote it. I mean, you have to look at your audience, right? So if you have no following on social media, you have no email list, you have no, like if you don't have any reach, then you have to promote it, right? So there's multiple ways you can promote it. One is paying for it to be promoted. Two, look at some sort of partnership opportunity, meaning let's say you have partnership with industry, you know, publication or something like that. Maybe you could tap into their email address and pay them to promote that for you uh, and do some sort of a co-branded event. Or piggyback on someone else's following. And as you mentioned, because it's so scalable, let's bring in an industry expert or let's bring somebody in that would have a draw uh, that would be a co-host or whatever on that webinar for that particular time and let them help promote it. Um, But ultimately, it's going to come down to consistency, right? Because those are all just, you know, kind of spot treatments. And at some point, you got to build your own following. And like you said, if you're going to do it every week, I mean, just like this podcast, right? Maybe the first... 10 episodes nobody listened to, right? right? But then over time, someone discovers it and it has a little bit of a, a snowball effect. So that's where I would just consistently work on putting out content. You're going to get better. Anything that you do every single week, like you're going to get better at. And like you said, if you're then preparing for it at the beginning of the week to do it every Wednesday or Thursday, uh, you're going to get better every day trying to, to put together a good product. And also you would have a much more refined funnel if we could still use the word funnel around here, sure. right? Like you have your top of funnel blog post that they discovered, but the call to action being an ebook to a live demo or live webinar or live whatever session training. There's so many words, mm-hmm. masterclass, sure. web class, I've heard everything under the sun, but it is something that leads to a next step. So you can say, okay, from this piece of content, the next step would be this very thing. What does that do? Well, instead of them having an ebook where we don't know if they read it and, and we're just doing drip campaigns, right. you have some substance of this person actually is a, a hot lead that who registered shows intent. Right. Now you can lead score that. I, in my world, yeah. you could lead score that all day. Yeah. And, and Taylor's had ideas on top well, of ideas. I, I think uh, also I wouldn't, sometimes I wouldn't even get too caught. It depends on where your starting point is, but sure. most B2B companies, it takes multiple interactions uh, and we've right. talked about this before and it's like you know you learn in marketing school that it seven. takes somebody seven <laughs> to ten touches to remember your yeah. brand but for whatever reason in digital people one they don't want to put in the work because they think it's it's all digital so it can be automated and like you said and then you get those kind of clunky right. systems where you get whatever people to sign up and nobody turns into lead and you do it once a quarter and it, the salespeople don't like the leads because they're not really qualified. Absolutely a problem. So that's one piece because it's digital. The other piece is because it's digital and because you have some of those, like 
I would call those outliers. Some of those people that convert on a webinar, then book a meeting and then buy all like in a seven day cycle. But the reality is sometimes people might watch, they followed you on LinkedIn for a while and they saw your posts and then they went to your website and then they watched a video then they listen to a podcast, then they listen, to, then they subscribe to your podcast. Let's do it five times. Then they, you know what I mean? It's like right. maybe they watched or listened to five, 10 webinars before they booked that meeting. And if you're just expecting that single line of right. conversion of, Hey, I put out a webinar and I only got two right. meetings booked. It's not worth it. It was too much work. You need that. Do that for a year and then right. tell me that it's not working. I absolutely. So back to the blog, if you can, do some repetitive webinar strategies mm-hmm. so you're not doing it once and then hope that your quarter is going to be all amazing. So doing that, the next step in the webinar, you have to have whatever that call to action is, whether it's go do a calculator or you know take this quiz or book a meeting, in my opinion. So the book a meeting actually would be the very next step. Now you have a much more streamlined process and all you really have to do is put more oil in the fire right? Get more people to show up to that blog post or whatever the topic is, or it could be at the end of every episode of your podcast, whatever. Hey, go watch this, uh, this live class that we have Wednesdays at two o'clock or whatever it is. And that in itself will remove the issue of people thinking that no one's going to show up because the fact of the matter is you're now marketing it. And it's, it's, it's something that you're doing actively rather than send a list to a thousand people. 75, you know, registered and nobody put it on their calendar and yet seven people show up. Yeah. I mean, it's the basis of how do you create demand? Like you have to have something that is desirable. And like, if people, if it's not, you know, not the whatever, it's like anything you're trying to do. If you're trying to promote people to go to your restaurant or your club or whatever, it's like, you have to make it a place that people want to go to. Same thing with your webinar. And why is it any different? Like you said, if you send out one email and then like hopefully people click on it and sign up. Absolutely. And you would optimize all of these pieces, right? What is that title you're giving? What is, right. what is the, you know, the length of it and how frequently it is. And it enables you to optimize and then have a much more flushed out. And I don't think B2B marketers are thinking this way with webinars. I wanted them to think a little differently. Think yep. of it as part of a bigger system. You can literally have somebody do it. And and my job is not to say in seven days, they're going to buy. My job is to speed up that sales, you know, cycle, get people booking on A's calendar that are way more qualified in my world than anybody that would ever get. I mean, which I wouldn't even, I mean, yeah, I would say that's the the outcome of that. But I I even think your job as the marketer is just to get the right people there, the right audience, and then educate them. Agreed. And that's it. And what happens when that happens is, yes, you're going to get more people that book a time or reach out to you. And obviously you have to make it easy for them at the end of the webinar. You can give a pitch or explain how they can reach out to you. But uh, the the goal is, you know, you're not going into that like and just book a meeting, book a meeting, book a meeting. First, it's like you said, the title, the approach, right. the promotion, all of that has to be to get the right people there. Because I'd much right. rather, if I'm selling to CMOs, I'd much rather have 10 CMOs than yeah. 100 interns. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> no offense. It's, it's true. It's what happens. But yeah. that's what I was going to say. Would you spend an hour talking to one person? Then I'll do a webinar for two. Mm-hmm. I would do it for one. Why? I would have still done that mm-hmm. for one person. If yeah. you take the, the scalability of time, this still makes sense. I can promise you every marketer that's listened to me, you can get more than one person to show up to your webinar. I promise you. 
and that's with no marketing. You just have a list of people you can yeah. email to, right? Just a couple of posts on Facebook and yeah. get you a people, right? Your family can Your show up for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you can get past that, you will have a machine in yeah. my world that can rock your sales department. And yeah. that's, that's, that was the thought that we had behind this episode is, can you have something that is recurring, sustainable, can have a predictable outcome at the end of the quarter, end of the month, end of whatever cycle you live in to get you to where you're trying to go, right? This yeah. is the growth marketers podcast. I'm not, <laughs> we're in the right place. Yeah. And we want this to be, a, 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 you know, it's a growth hack. Can you use this? effectively as opposed to once in a, you know, it's like every Christmas we run a webinar. Like what is that? It doesn't do anything in my opinion. So I would say to summarize, um, I think if you're thinking, you know, should I, or should I not in the B2B space, put on a webinar, maybe webinars outdated webinars dead, right? However you want to look at it. It's like, I think bad webinars are bad ideas, right? Bad marketing execution across anything in B2B. We see a lot of, like we said earlier, kind of hacky, uh, strategies and people just piecing stuff together because they don't want to put the work in that's required to, to get the outcome. Uh, and so it, it's, I think a webinar, again, maybe it's the term webinar is the problem, but live interaction to yep. your audience at scale yep. is the goal of marketers. So Absolutely. there's no better way to, to do that than that format, that video, like I said, live format, if done properly. So uh, it's not that it's an outdated tactic. I think some of the tactics are outdated, yep. uh, which which gives it a bad rap. Yep. Would I, would I like the whole automated robotic? Every eight minutes is running. I'm not a fan of that. I don't I don't think people buy that. I mean, can the content be good? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rather much say, hey, here's our webinar on demand. Click your yeah, information. Put on, exactly. on, on YouTube. There's no exactly. Yeah. Make it clear that it's a recording. It is, yeah. Absolutely. But otherwise, give value, bring in real stories. It's Tuesday. Pam, what happened in the world today is what happened. Here's where I'm at. It's crappy day outside. Engage with your audience. I can't find a better way for marketers to like literally have fun while doing the things that we do. Right. Uh, And then at the end of the day, you have a track. People who are in your top of funnel attended the webinar, did not attend the webinar split that up and say, okay, well, I need to nurture the people that attended the webinar differently than the ones who did not attend the webinar. And your job to get the other people to show up the next time that you have one, right? Mm -hmm. And to show them retargeting ads to get them back to it. You got to segment this, of course, right? And so given you do all of that, you're going to have a way better pipeline of leads to work with in my world, as opposed to an event once a quarter on your calendar. So um, I hope you guys have some some good takeaways mm-hmm. uh, on how to execute this. We always welcome questions. Um, this is something that we preach all the time for our clients who are struggling, especially if you're not getting consistency in your marketing, then you guys spice some things up. Um, sometimes throw away the old playbook, and put some new stuff in place. But uh, we welcome the questions. Um, uh, growth marketers at oneamis.com or podcast at oneamons.com, all that gets uh, to our inboxes. Any final thoughts, Taylor? No, it's good. Um, I think hopefully you guys uh, learn something and uh, apply it to your businesses. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time. 
All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers, head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time. Thank you.